Well, thank you, Ken, for having me on. I, I stand to be corrected. I think our first conversation since you became Secretary of State, of course, spoke quite often here in the course of the campaign. So if, if I'm right on that, congratulations on the election win. A little more than a month in office. And Senate Bill 316, House Bill 316, landing on your lap now. The question of what to do about Georgia voting machines, Georgia elections in general. Step us through it. I know this is still a work in progress, but step us through what House Bill 316 is and what it would do. Well, uh, I, the primary focus of House Bill uh, 316 would be number one is to allow us by law to get new voting systems. Uh, the current systems we have, the DREs that everyone's familiar with, have been in place since 2002, and they're old. They need to be replaced. So we have to change a few words, and so we can have new voting systems. So that's uh, the primary focus of that. And we also want to do a little bit of cleanup language in a few other areas. And then also we want to uh, establish or have the authority as Secretary of State uh, to join uh, with other states so we can do some cross-sharing of voter information. So when people move out of the state of Georgia, we can let folks know that uh, someone has uh, moved. But that's probably we won't know about that as much as when people move into the state. And so when people move in, uh, we will know that they've moved in and Department of Driver Services will issue them a new driver's license. And when that happens, uh, Georgia has what's called an opt-out system. In other words, you are will be automatically registered to vote unless you opt out and say, "I don't know, I don't want to vote." And so it's uh, that's why our numbers for registered voters have grown so much in the last few years. I believe it's over 300,000 folks, and just uh, the last several years. But once you have people moving in from, say, Tennessee, South Carolina, Alabama, North Carolina, pick your state, uh, then we'll send a notice to those other states saying, "Hey, we have a new person here that just registered to vote." And then they can uh, update their records in their home state or their old home state. And Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger with us here. So uh, effectively two parts of this, and we could get lost in the weeds on either part, the voting machine or the question of how we deal with people on voter rolls in Georgia. Let's start with the machines and, and just try to look at this from 30,000 feet. Quickly, my understanding is, uh, help me if I'm wrong here, uh, it, it, if Clark County wants to go out and buy voting machines tomorrow, Clark County can do what Clark County wants to do, Oconee County, anybody else. Are we bound by some state law that says we have to use the same machines as the people in full? Fulton County and Gwinnett County? Yes, when they brought the, uh, the unified system in 2002, the uh, arrangement that was made, uh, I guess you'd say the, the deal, uh, was that the state would pay for all the new voting technology and then we would have a unified system. So before that time in Georgia, you had up to three different systems operating at any one time. So you'd have the old hand levers, you'd have the, you know, the uh, punch cards or with the little pin that you push through and that's end up with a hanging chad down in florida so you had different systems and so 2002 when we went with the dres it was one system uh the system that we're talking about again would be funded by the state which obviously the county uh, don't want to have to buy new machines no matter what that new technology is because uh, that's just a budget uh, for them they would feel that would be an unfunded mandate coming down from the state uh so that from that standpoint the bill that's in the General Assembly would be the state would pay for the new uh, machines. And then the counties have already gotten back to us and what they've said. Uh, over 95% of all the county election supervisors, the people who actually do the hard work of counting those ballots, they said they want to have a ballot marking device. They want a machine to actually make the mark. So it looks similar to the technology we have right now, 
and you would make your selections, and then you'd press a button, and it would print out your ballot, and then you could review that ballot to see that, yes, you voted for Tim Bryant for mayor. Mm -hmm. And then you also voted for Mary Smith for uh, council member, and you voted for your congressman. So you can look at that before you take it over to the optical scanner, and that's when the voter would put it on the optical scanner, and then it would be scanned and counted, and there would be electronic uh, copy that would be kept also. All right, now maybe you can clear this up for me here, because there's a part I don't get, and this, maybe this is a dumb question, I'll apologize in advance, but but hear me out here. You and I are running for mayor, okay, uh, and we count the machine vote, and I, lo and behold, I've beaten you by oh, five votes. It's very, very close, so with this new system, we're going to check the paper ballots. We're going to compare one exactly. against the other, and then we see that, right. no, I didn't win, you did. You won by five votes. Which are we going to believe, the, the machine or the paper ballot? The paper ballot would govern, uh, and so that's and that's why physical custody is what matters. But if you, uh, but that allows us now to do a physical recount. So when you have those close elections, less than a half percent different, you'll be able to do a physical recount. Right now, you can't do a physical recount. You can just press the button, and the computer's going to give you the same answer. Give you the same number, yeah. yeah. Right. So you can be able to do a physical recount, and then also because you now have ballots in a ballot box you'll be able to pull out some of those ballots randomly, and then you'll be able to do an audit. And by where we want to get to uh, in a couple of years, we'll start an audit process uh, in a couple of the counties to, to really learn the systems that we need to do. But we'll be able to do what's called a risk-limiting audit uh, by 2024. But that gives people the confidence that when they have that election with, say, five different vote, five, five vote difference, like you just mentioned, that we'll be you know, said, yes, that was really close, but we see no discrepancy in the, the method of what we did. The ballots that we actually counted support what the outcome was. And so then we can really tell, you know, your opponent, Tim, yes, you really did lose against Tim Bryant. He really did win by those five votes. Well, likewise, Tim, not that I could ever see you losing an election, <laughs> but uh, you have that you know, confidence that, yep, I, I really did lose. Try, try again, you know. Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, again, this is still very much a work in progress. This is House Bill uh, 316 from, I, I guess it's Barry Fleming over there in Augusta State, Rep. Barry Fleming, yep. uh, the author of this particular yep. piece of legislation. Not a long mm -hmm. way to go here and a relatively short time to get there. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on.